Al, you just said this like two minutes ago, but I'm going to repeat mm-hmm. it for the fine folks out there. Who weren't privy to our conversation two minutes ago. Exactly. Uh, we talked about one divisive game last week. Mm-hmm. And you know, what better way to follow that up by talking about another divisive game this week. Yay! On episode 87 of the Season Anime Checkup, OVA. Hey, do you know what this podcast is? It's a podcast where we have conversations about anime, manga, and video games. That's correct. Did I get our tagline correct? You did. Yay! I couldn't remember the order at first, so I was like, shoot. Usually the order goes like what we're talking about and then the other two. Okay, <laughs> at least I didn't do when it. I usually do that. So I didn't do it. You're fine. I'm sorry. You got the stuff we got that we talk about. You got the the catchphrase correct. Clearly, you have been listening to me say that for like what the past year. Yeah, or so? we've been doing we've been doing this a long time. We have, we have indeed. Aren't we coming up on two years of doing this podcast? Uh, that will be coming up in like next month, I believe. Wow! Yeah. Wow, guys! Wow! Or quasi two months because we didn't do a lot of episodes yeah, past I that mean... initial start date, but yeah. We can still consider it. It is the two months of the first episode, or two months, two years. <laughs> <laughs> of the first episode. Oh, the first of episode, the yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, that's what we were talking about today. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by the number one fan of this video game out there, the queen of the Legend of Zelda, Doc Owl and Ladium. Hello. I mean, I did wear a Zelda dress to my dissertation defense, so... You did. It's a thing. And I, you know, literally have a tattoo of Link on my back. And you were sitting on your your Zelda bed sheets while wearing Zelda, like, Link pants. Yep. Yep. Some might say uh, you like The Legend of Zelda. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven pictures of Zelda stuff on my wall in my bedroom. <laughs> What of them about this game we're about to talk about? It's true. So if you've uh, if you've listened to past episodes where we've talked about previous uh, incarnations of the Legend of Zelda series, you might know that there was only one game left in the mainline series or the the console series, if you want to go with that route. Yeah. That I had yet to play. And it was a travesty, and I was very upset that he had not played this one yet. Uh, you may also remember in previous episodes, Al hounding me to play this said game. <laughs> I'm a good friend. A lot. Uh, and finally, I uh, I did that. Um, I assisted. You did. You sent me a Wiimote and Nunchuck because I don't have any of those. And then the Nunchuck broke. Yeah, I didn't mean that to happen. But <laughs> I, I somehow broke a Nunchuck. <laughs> I didn't know Which, weirdly enough I broke it in like the dumbest way possible where I broke the motion controls in it but everything else worked <laughs> fine and it was in an exact spot where I needed the motion the control motion control <laughs> like if you had done it at any point after that you would have been fine yeah I would have been literally a-okay well <laughs> maybe I think there's still some other spots I had to like use that to jump up to places but still for the most part i probably would have been fine depending on like where it broke but yeah it broke in a bad spot so i had to go buy a new nunchuck I've 2018 never heard of a nunchuck dying before in 2018 i'm out there buying wee nunchucks 
Like, what are you? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, yeah. You played Skyward Sword. I played That's The Legend on. of Zelda Skyward Sword. Finally. Finally. About dang time, buddy. The uh, the last Zelda game for the Wii. Mm-hmm. And the last one before Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, console releases. This game is almost seven years old at this point. Uh, it came out... Let's talk about release dates. It came out November 2011, but at various dates around the world. It came out in Europe first on November 18, 2011. North America, November 20th, 2011. Japan, November 23rd, 2011. And Australia, November 24th, 2011. So hitting that, you know, clear November. Gotta get it out there before the Christmas holiday rush date. It's around that time, and uh, and it was the 25th anniversary. It was, and uh, I went to see Symphony of the Goddesses around that time too. They literally I'm call this game the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, you have been hounding me to play this game. <laughs> oh my god, you make it sound terrible. <laughs> there has been constant uh, just. Messages from me like, "Hey, when are you gonna play? Uh, you playing Skyward Sword yet? When are you gonna play Skyward Sword? Uh, hey, how about that Skyward Sword, huh?" Uh huh. <laughs> and uh, like, I, I played Majora's Mask earlier this year, like uh, a few months ago, back in May. Mm-hmm. And the plan was like, I was going to play it during the summer at some point, but like going through Majora's Mask, I just needed a break from that formula. So that's kind of why it took me a little bit longer to get around back to Skyward Sword. I just like, I just needed a break. And to like flush all out of my system and then come back and have it be a little bit more fresh and renewed and and uh, ready to, to tackle this. All right. Which I have tackled it. You have. You have completed the game. I completed the game. Uh, I will say I was a little bit worrisome at first with just like the motion controls because there's a lot of it. <laughs> and I am not the biggest fan of motion controls. Especially when, like, my arm hurts after playing, and I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, afterwards, I think, like, it's it's a pretty good representation of motion controls, because, like, you know, it uses the Motion Plus, even though Motion Plus just sucks the life out of batteries. Yeah, it does. I went through two sets of batteries playing this game. Is that including the set that I sent it with? Yeah. Okay. So I went through that set, and then another set afterwards but I, I, it took me like what 40 hours probably to beat this game so i guess that makes sense yeah um but yeah like it's it's a good representation of that like it's probably the best you might find on the system in terms of that um but i don't see it like as any anything that like they couldn't replicate as like a for like a re-release or a remake like you could probably easily do all the stuff in that game with the joy cons on switch and also just, like, implement better controls. So it's not the, the terrible Wii control setup <laughs> with, like, four buttons and whatnot. Yeah. But, like, I think you could still do, like, all the motion stuff, but have it be like, oh, well, there is, like, the motion stuff that you can do with, like, you know, uh, bow and arrow aiming, all that sort of stuff, like, aiming like that, uh, the... Um, the puzzle pieces where you have to like turn them around, you can still do that with motion control. But you could also set it to where like, oh, 
you know, if you want to play this with just the Joy-Cons and use motion control that way, you could do that. Or we have it set up to where you could use standard controls and just have to just hold the Joy-Cons in the, the controller pack and just do it that way. And, like, my suggestion was, like, because you were like, how do you do, like, the sword stuff? Because that is very much motion, uh, um, motion focused. Where, like, you're yeah, doing like there specific are slashes. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you could easily just put that on the right stick because um, you look at a game like Metal Gear Rising and that's how they do their sword stuff and you can do all that sort of control where it's like if you need to do like uh, diagonal slashes, forward slashes, or just very specific slashes, you can totally do that on a regular controller and the game allows that. They also just have like a, a button in that game where like you can just hold it down and you get more precise aiming control where like it slows down time a bit and I think you could easily do that with this game too if you need to. Yeah, because I'm not sure how you would adjust the camera then. Uh, I mean, it's still Z-targeting. That's true. That's what this game has. I think you could easily like maybe you could do right stick camera control but like hold down like, because like considering the Wii has what? Like uh, one, two three, four, five, six, six buttons that you use, like, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not and a lot. And a Joy-Con has four, has at least eight that you could use in terms of, like, face buttons and uh, shoulder buttons. And then if, if you get into the D-pad, that's another, like, you could put stuff on the, well, the D-pad that you do use as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, that would be out of the question. But, like, you could do one for, like, oh, well, if you hit this button, you basically go into you change the right stick to swords and then you just move around and do Z targeting like that. Or you mm-hmm. have like, and then you hit it again and then it's just like regular camera control. Or you just do it to where, you know, if you want to use the, the right stick as a sword, you just like hold down a button and then use it that way and then let off and it's fine. And like it, when you're, when you're using the sword, you just have to use Z targeting. It basically, basically what we're saying is remake Skyward Sword. It's, yeah, it's definitely a thing to where like <laughs> you could easily remake this game. Like there are no like it if it were remade with standard controls. Do what? I think a lot more people would like it uh, if, yeah, it, if yeah. it was remade with standard because that was one of the reasons why people hated this game when it like came out. And like I, I was mentioning to you yesterday, the day before, I was like, uh, you know. It happened in Skyward Sword. It's happened in Breath of the Wild right now. Literally every single game that comes out that's a Zelda game, like everybody loves it at release, and then they hate it like a year after. Like when, absolutely hate it. When they remade Twilight Princess, did they give that standard controls? Uh yes. There was some motion in it. Well, there, there you go. Um, but it didn't have the precise strikes. I mean, yeah, had- but I think like if you can remake Twilight Princess and put normal controls into it, you can remake Skyward Sword and put normal controls into it. Like, I don't think, like, it's that big of a hurdle. And all, you can also just have, like, like I said, you just have, like, hey, you want a regular, like, a, I guess, a more normal control scheme or a more, like, just general control scheme. Or if you want to play with motion, you have that option. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what Breath of the Wild does is that you can, like, aim your bow with the actual, like, mm-hmm. motion. Or you could just move the sticks and And it has, like, those bow. motion puzzles in it. Like, it's easily doable. Yeah. I say that as someone with no knowledge of game development or anything, but <laughs> it seems like it could be pretty doable. Like I said, I think that people would like the game a lot better if 
they had a standard control scheme, which I'm somebody who actually doesn't mind at all the Skyward Sword control scheme. And I've played it many, many times um, since release because I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, but I mean, I can understand why people don't. And it's also um, not as good for like accessibility. Um, yeah, that's true. That that too. Like if you, uh, I don't know, if you're missing an arm or something, well, okay, kind of boned. And I think as well, that's like, Going back and holding a Wii mode and a nunchuck, that is not a comfortable set of controls. Like my hands were hurting afterwards multiple times when I was like playing this game. Oh my god! Like, Maybe I, it didn't for me because I have tiny hands. Yeah, it's just like I. I think as well like, those are just bad controllers. <laughs> like in terms of just like the way they're set up and everything, like they're not good. Like just taking away a bunch of like taking away. Buttons just does not help that thing. And I think like if we if you did like have like oh you could hold this like while playing a, like with an actual controller, it would immediately improve the experience. But that's me. I like the experience either way. You do. I would happily play an HD version with standard controls, and I would also happily replay this version with the Wii Mote and that Chuck because. I, I mean, I've never really had any issues with it. Like I said, it might be partially because of the size of my hands because I have tiny baby hands. But um, I really like this game. Like, I like this game a lot. And uh, you know this. Yep. <laughs> because it's, like, literally what you've been hearing for, like, basically since we started, like, hanging out. But Skyward Sword is my jam. It's so good. And it's, like, one of my favorites. Um, my favorite Zelda game fluctuates depending on what day it is and like even what time of the day it is, but it's it's up top five. Definitely. Definitively. Yeah, like it's it's never fallen out of the top five since it came out. It's just like I said, things shuffle around depending on my mood. Right. Like, am I hungry? I don't know. This game might shift down two slots. Yeah, I don't. I I would have to go back and listen to the other podcast we did to to hear what my top five was because I completely forget. Nice. But I think this would be like up there. It might not be like top three. It might just be in that like four through six spot. Just depends on the day, I guess. Because like I like this game, and we talked about this. Uh, I like I like this game, and I thought it did a lot of cool things for this franchise. But there are also parts of this game that I definitely wish they had done better or just completely changed. And it's not because of like, oh, like just like control wise or anything, but it's like, uh, I think the back third of that game has a lot of filler issues and I don't like the way they kind of like just throw Zelda away, like a third of the way into the game. And then she just kind of shows up every now and then afterwards. Again, though, like that's normal. It's not, it's not good. Yeah, exactly. Like Like, I know that that's a huge thing because like we were talking about like uh yesterday and it's like you know as much as i don't think ocarina is like the be-all end-all for for legend zelda games like at least they give zelda stuff to do in that game and she shows up and is able to like fight on her own and isn't just like prototypical damsel in distress like for for half of it or just or i'm just a seal now i'm gonna do this later bye and you just don't see her for half the game like I get that that's been the formula for legitimately most of these games, but it f- sucks. I'm going to fight you on this, though, because 
No, no, no. Hold on. You got to listen to me. I'm, I'm listening. Um, so one of the things that bothers me about this argument is that basically like the only way that Zelda is useful in quotations in Ocarina is that she's like fighting or, you know, able to take care of herself. Skyward Sword Zelda is also able to take care of herself. She's also fighting. She's also like made her way through an entire forest on her own without knowing any of the landscape or what to do. Like she's doing a solid, solid job. And like, yeah, she gets um, taken at one point, but um, and she does become the seal, but she is realizing like I have to purify myself, I have to like find my memories. She fought through a lot of stuff on her own. And without her input and without her process throughout this, Link would not have succeeded, period. Which which yeah, okay. You're correct. But f- show me that. They did. Don't show me like ten second clips of it. <laughs> Cause that's b- that is literally the least thing they could do. And to save they it for after it the credits? Like, come the f*** on. Like, you can... They don't show it in Ocarina either. I mean, true. But, if you're going to go to the extent of like, oh, well, here, we're going to show you this after the credits of what she was actually doing. Like, you can easily insert that sh- into the game and actually make it more meaningful and worthwhile to me. Like, you don't need to have this, like, huge secret of like, oh, what was she doing during this part of the game? Like, it doesn't, like give me mystery or anything like you could still have that like oh well you know you saw link do this now we're gonna cut over to what zelda's doing and you can like either play through that or we're just gonna have like these huge extended cutscenes of exactly what she's doing and showing like what she is doing and contributions to the the overall arc of the story and still have that like play off each other in very meaningful ways and not just be like oh well here you go here's some 10 second clips at the end at the credits that show what she was doing and that's jack all you're gonna get like i just wish like they they didn't make it so like oh well she just disappears for half the game and it's like ooh, what is she doing when like if you've played these games you know what she's doing like this isn't some huge mystery that of what she's actually doing and you can still get very good narrative bits out of that like you can have all the stuff you explained just now and show it and literally not lose anything from the narrative or anything if you just like, hey, here's the scene where she wakes up in the forest, you know, old Impa finds her, she's off like traversing through the forest to get to the god statue to pray, and like either like you can play through that section or it's like just an extended cutscene of it, and I think it would make that game better. I mean, I agree with you on that. To an extent, but I also don't think this one is egregious and terrible as some of the Zelda games do. Like, Wind Waker basically made Tetra useless at a certain point. Completely useless. Um, Twilight Princess made Zelda literally just, like, nothing until the very, very end. Because you're either fighting against her or she's, like, in her mourning mode or she dies, literally dies. And so, like, I think, and I already said this, um, Breath of the Wild, as much as I love that Zelda, she's not there the entire game. Right. She's literally fridged the entire game. You get flashbacks with her, but she's never there until the end. But essentially, she is doing the same thing in Breath of the Wild that she does in Skyward Sword. It's just she's, a, she's, a, she's another seal. 
Uh, to an extent, yes. But you also have a lot more of activity of what Skyward Sword Zelda is doing. You do. And I think that's my problem with this is that you get all this characterization of her and then they just throw her away for half the game. It's not half. It is half. It's, it is not it half. It is half. You, are, you, get... you have way more time with Link than you do whenever Zelda shows up. And, like, once you are free of Skyloft and she disappears, she barely shows up until, like, that that meeting you have in the Gate of Time. Like, that is the only, like, that's the only, like, f- time you have, like, super, super amounts of time with her. And even then, it's not okay, a lot. so you're saying that you're not counting as the seal as being thrown away. Because she's not thrown away in any of that instance. She just gets to be the seal. And then, like, you have very little actual, like, gameplay after that in order to go and unseal her so when she seals is that like when you have to go get the the song um she you finished everything with a sword in order to okay yeah so then that would be the song next so yeah yeah but even then like there's not that much left there i mean kind of that's still like there's still a bit left but but even then like it's still like well she's gone again and then, like, once, like, once you're able to free her, it's like, well, she gets taken now. So, there is, as much as they give her good characterization in the opening bits of that game, like, it just, it feels like they, it's a lost opportunity for more and better character, like, to improve upon that characterization and, like, make her even more meaningful by just being like, well, you'll kind of see her here and there but for the most part she's off doing her own thing and we clearly can't tell you what that is for whatever reason and it's just i think it's dumb but they do tell you i mean like they tell you that she's having to cleanse herself to revive the spirit of hylia but you could also just show that and i mean they eventually do but again it's like 10 seconds yeah clips but i'm saying like you know what she's doing they tell you what she's doing they just don't show you what she's doing until the very end and like that is that is a fine thing to do sometimes in storytelling where it's you know show don't tell or i guess yeah. tell don't show would be this this case but i just don't think it works here i think you could definitely do the same thing by just like having like just like you know flipping the 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 um perspective over to her and allowing you to like see what she's doing get like get her inner thoughts as like as she is preparing for all of this and especially just like with how that character is and like how interesting they make her in the very beginning of this game like i would definitely want to see that yeah and then they just, I just think it's completely drop the ball ocarina i mean yeah because... that's fair like i think you are right in that aspect like the only thing like that ocarina does is that like it makes her like it gives her more of a combat role and even then, it's not, right. like, a super amount of it. I just wish, like, for this game in particular, like, they just did more with her. Yeah, it just it just falls into the whole, like, issue for me of the trope of, like, women are only useful when they're actually, like, combatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's completely and, fair. And I don't like that at all. I don't think that that is okay. Yeah. Um, like, Zelda in this one is very traditionally feminine, and she's still doing a really great job at what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, like we don't even get much of what Ocarina Zelda is doing. And then when we do find out that she's Zelda, she's sealed for the rest of the game. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's pretty common, but um, just, I, I don't like that idea of like the only way they can be useful is combat. Yeah. I mean, like, that's not what I'm in, insinuating at all. 
Okay, just making sure yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's what I got from it at first, and I was like, Jared. It's not what I was. I just wish, and I think I think this is true for the entire series that like they should do more of Zelda, and they I easily could. That. I can agree with you on that because like, and I mean, with Tetra and um, Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild, they've been really amping up the characterization of yeah. Zelda. Yeah. However, it's not perfect. Yeah. Like, it's, it's whether it's like, oh, well, you know, for this characterization, she is combat-focused, or this characterization, she is more, you know, going off and finding the the shrines and everything and praying. But, like, you could still have those be playable sequences, regardless of what she's doing. Or just, like, give her more extended story time to where it's not, you know, you just don't, you barely see her through the game. Like, I think that's just my main gripe with this, and... And like, if I was if I was in charge of remaking this game, which clearly that would be a terrible idea, <laughs> um, I think that's something like that would definitely be a huge priority for me. It would be like, okay, you know, let's say you're going through the the forest part first, like the very beginning of the game, not the beginning of the game, but like the first big temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go through that with Link. Once you finish that dungeon you are then sent over to Zelda and you see what she's doing. And then you can either, and I think you like you here, you could like, you could play as her, you could run through the forest, like maybe make these like, considering she is not a combat focused character in this, in this story. You'd have to make it a stealth Exactly. Yeah, you could make these like stealth missions. And then like once, uh, once you get to Impa, then maybe you could have them, like you could control both of them to where like, you have Zelda, you can continue this being a stealth thing. Or if you want to, you could switch to Impa and she could do the combat. And then you do that for the three dungeons and see what they're doing. And then once you have the... I guess once you have the sword, then you would obviously focus on Link after that. Considering she would be sealed up. Well, once the sword's completed. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Because um, I... Because obviously after I don't think you she, could After you could she goes to the gate of time, she's kind of hanging out there. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, praying. There's not much you could really do there. Maybe you could have like little cutscenes of them two talking, but other than that, there's not there's not a whole lot you could add to that. And I think that's understandable. But yeah, I think like I think there are ways to add to this game that would definitely be meaningful, and I think it's emblematic of just the the series as a whole. To where like They've been doing this since the beginning. And you could easily find ways to make make more meaningful like I guess cutscenes or just moments with Zelda. And also just make her playable. It's not that hard. Hyrule Warriors does it and it's cool. Hyrule Warriors <laughs> does do it. I was telling you yesterday yeah. that's the game for you. It's literally the game for me because like it's the only one that allows you to do that. And I mean, like, I've wanted playable Zelda for ages, but um, I don't see it happening. It's f***ing stupid. Um, because, like, the way that they envision it, it's always just been Link as protagonist, so. Like, why not? Okay. Granted, like, if they don't want to do, like, a main console version where you have Zelda be playable, like, you know, that is their prerogative. But, like... Would it be that big of a deal if they made like a handheld game and she was the main character and it was like her adventure? 
I mean, I'd be for it, but I'm sure there'd be some crazy backlash because there always is. Well, f*** them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if you remember, Super Princess Peach got, like, a lot of backlash. I don't remember that because I don't really remember the time of that game coming out mm-hmm. or much about it, so... But I'm not surprised by that in the slightest. But at the same time, just like if you're going to f-ing cater to that type of audience, like tell them the f- off. Yeah, I mean, for the record, Super Princess Peach is fantastic. It is a great game. Um, I loved it, but it did become like this whole like women are emotional. We can't do this. I'm like Jesus Christ, I hate you. And I think like if you release a game like that in 2018, like there's going to be less of a backlash and the backlash is going to look f- stupid and childish. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, and you know, there were, there was some question on like breath of the wild and whether Zelda would be playable and she wasn't. So especially with like that DLC. Yeah. And I felt like if there was going to be one that it happened, that would have been our best shot. And it should have. I agree. So yeah, that is my uh, <laughs> that's my issue with Skyward Sword. But I think like in general, I think this has kind of just been like the tipping point of just being like the series just does this constantly, and it's f-ing and I wish it was better in terms of that. Which I guess it's not it's not necessarily like a, a like a slap at this game, but just like the series as a whole. But hey, that's me, and maybe that's just. Coming to these games at like various at weird times and way after their release, so maybe that gives me a skewed perspective on them. But you know, it is what it is. So yeah, just let me remake a let me remake Skyward Sword, and I'll make it the better game. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll, we'll make Zelda more prominent. We'll make that that back third streamlined, and it'll be a, a way better experience. Clearly. Well, and sp- speaking of, well, I guess we'll talk about the back third later, but um, I-, I do want to talk about the Wind Waker streamlining. Yeah. You want to go ahead and talk about that? <laughs> no, I was thinking we talk about that after we like talk through oh, the story okay. of it. Oh, okay. I thought it'd be um, like, man, you wanted to talk about it now. I was like, are you going to say anything? Or? <laughs> no, I figured that we would talk about like through the story and then like we'll talk about your issues with the back third. Yeah, and yeah. Then I could say like, here is yeah anyway uh, game guys one thing i wanted to mention though that i found very interesting about this game was that you can really see how this is like the prototype for breath of the wild you can and, and that was something i was realize that yeah that was something i was not expecting in the slightest like i was not expecting this game to have a stamina system to have like health bars on your shields to have crafting and upgrade mechanics and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and that, that is completely all here yep and like you look at this and you're like oh well it uh, completely makes a ton of sense like why like all those systems were in breath of the wild and like how that became kind of a focal point for the game itself like this is definitely like them being like okay can we can we put this into a legend of zelda game can we implement it to make sense and then with Breath of the Wild, it's like, okay, so we know we can. Let's tweak this this stuff here, excuse me, here and there, and make it fit better for that game specifically. 
but also like you know we have the roadmap for how to make this work so it's not like we're going into this blind or anything right so yeah like i thought that was extremely extremely interesting because like i said it was it was not something i expected and it's kind of interesting as well just like you know there were people who were very adamant about like their issues with Breath of the Wild of being like, oh, there's not enough dungeons or like, I don't like the weapon degra- degradation or anything like that. And it's like, you know, if you like parts of Breath of the Wild, but like didn't like other parts, like Skyward Swords is the game probably for you then. Yeah. Because it has like all that classic Zelda stuff of like, you know, multiple huge expansive dungeons and all that sort of stuff. But like weapon degradation isn't a thing. Like you still have shield degradation, but like that's barely an issue. Mm-hmm. And you have like all the crafting and stuff like that that you can do if you if you like that sort of stuff. So like, yeah, it's like definitely that would be the game for those type of people. I would think. Even something as simple as the fact that um, like you collect bugs to put them into enhanced potions and stuff like that's something that you can do is make elixirs and yeah. Breath of the Wild with bugs. Which I only did the potion thing once, and that was at the very end of the game. Oh my god! I never needed potions. Like I literally. I only died like once. They're useful in hero mode or um, the boss rush. Yeah, yeah, I would assume assume so. But like, I only got like one potion. That was just for the final boss, which I mean, uh, I need- that's a lie because you made um, fl- uh, what's it, fledge? What? Well, yeah, yeah, okay, you made okay, him yes. swole. I did, but like, I mean, for just for me. <laughs> like that was the only, and that was the only one I needed to like um to use the upgrades for. Yeah, because I upgraded had- the heart potion to where like it would fill your hearts all the way. And that was just for the final boss. You had so many regrets of giving him the the stamina potions. Oh, f- <laughs> He's a good boy. Uh, He's a good boy. He was trying so hard. He could try hard if he learned how to throw a pumpkin in the same way every time, and not just be an <laughs> asshole and throw him f- with different timing and just all over the f- place. God, f- him. I mean, I also would not be able to throw pumpkins consistently. Well, he's he swole, though. He should be able to. He is, he's swole now. <laughs> uh, that's a good joke. God, what a jerk. <laughs> uh, but you want to talk about the story, then? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh. I was excited. So it's, uh, you're this guy named Link. And it's about yeah. a legend and an adventure you get one. And you're in the sky, and then you throw your sword to the sky, and it does a thingy, and it's called yeah. your Skyward Sword. Oh, my God. Welcome to the game. That's it. Roll credits. So you live on Skyloft, <laughs> which is an island in the sky surrounded by a bunch of other islands in the sky. And you do play as Link. Who is in the Night Academy, and he is Biffles with Zelda, who Biffles. is the headmaster. Biffles, yes, uh, who is the headmaster's daughter, and is also ready to fight anybody who hurts Link. This, uh, the opening parts of this game are anime as. I love it. Like honestly, if they had just made this game of like, here's the school life of Link and Zelda, and them trying to go through this like Night Academy, and shit, I would have been like all aboard that game. Mm-hmm. Like, just make this, like, a make the Legend of Zelda a shonen series. Like, yeah, I'm all, abo- I'm all about that life. 
the Night Academy as visual novel. Which I mean, like, kind of that, that the opening parts of this game are kind of like that, and it's f- cool. Yeah, it's awesome, and it, it's also like really the first time that we've gotten a like good glance at what their life is like before the adventure. Like Twilight Princess had a little bit of him with like, oh, he herds goats for a living. That's what he does, and um. You know, Wind Waker lives with his grandma and his sister and likes to sleep a lot. But like this one, they're like, all right, this is what their lives are like. These are their friends. These are they're not friends. This is what is the life in Skyloft. Like you get an idea of the culture. You get an idea of the school. Mm-hmm. You learn some of the major characters. Like it, it's a really good set piece of like this is what you're getting into. Before we just throw it all into chaos. Because I guess like before then it would have been just like. Here's Link. He lives in the middle of nowhere. Adventure. Yeah, basically. I mean, like, Ocarina's like, hey, here's Link. He's friends with Saria, and he lives in a tree. Adventure. And here's Link to the past. He lives with his uncle. His uncle went to the castle. Adventure. Like Twilight Princess, he lives in a tree as well, doesn't he? He does. He lives yeah. in a tree and herds goats. And then I guess, like, the original Legends, all just like, you're just in a land. <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> Adventure. Zelda 2. <laughs> you just went on an adventure. What about another adventure? God, I'm so grumpy about adventures. Oh, I hate adventures. Uh, Majora's Mask is like, hey, adventure straight from the get-go. It's, it's the same thing. Of, hey, I just went on an adventure. What about another adventure? But this time it's spooky. And sad. And sad. But yeah, this one is more just like, what if we just... What if we came in in BDS Ray and... It was like, hey, they're just living normal lives. Yeah, and you get a big sense of like what their dynamics are and what their personalities are. And even with that voice act and everything, you can get a good idea of like what kind of relationship they have mm-hmm. and like w- what they do. Well, I think it helps as well that like the way they make these characters is that they're super expressive. Yes, they are. In a way that like I don't think like the characters in the other series or in the other games in the series are. I think, um, like, Wind Waker started it, and then Skyward Sword's like, hey, here's a super expressive Link. And also, like, Zelda is going to be amped up to 100 in terms of expression. Yeah, I would would definitely say Wind Waker is up there as well in terms of, like, letting the characters be expressive. But I think this does it... Better. It does it better, and also just in a different way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you can see, like, Link being, like, super excited about stuff or just hanging out or being real tired. Or when he gets mad, he gets mad. Real mad. He gets the squinchy nose. He does. His his brow furrows. Or when he's sad. Like, you can legitimately see how upset he is when he gets sad. And that is very rare in Zelda games. Yeah. He actually is lamenting things in this game. You're like, come on, buddy. It's okay. It's okay, Link. You're fine. And I love how expressive they are in this game. And even characters that aren't Lincoln's out of, like, Groose has fantastic expressions. Oh, yeah. Like, I will talk about this as we talk about the story, but <laughs> Groose has one of the best character arcs of the entire game. Fight me. I love Groose. Man, it's, it was one of those things, like, I, I knew <laughs> of Groose going into this game. Like, I didn't know, like, who he was specifically or, like, what his arc was or anything like that, but, like, you mentioned him, obviously, and I was like, okay, you know, that will make sense at some point. But, like, you meet him at first, and he's a f***ing What the? Why is Al like this guy? 
he's the worst when you first meet him. He's so terrible. And uh, yeah, it was great. You're telling me, you're like, why do you like this dude? And like, he's wonderful. Because he's just like prototypical like school bully in the very beginning. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like a school bully jock massive guy with a pompadour. <laughs> and he, he wants to, to go to the bone zone with Zelda. Real bad. And she's like ready to fight him at one point mm-hmm. because he's bullying Link. And she's like, pushes Link aside and puts her finger right in his face. It's like, uh-uh. <laughs> and that was like one of my favorite parts is she literally just like shoves Link over and is like, all right, I got this. <laughs> it's like, oh boy. But that also tells you a lot about like the Link and Zelda dynamic and also like their dynamic as a duo with everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I love it. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, everybody's really expressive except for Fi, but that's because she's Fi. And her face doesn't move. <laughs> exactly. Her face doesn't move. It's <laughs> the key difference. <sighs> so yeah, you, you kind of get like an idea of what's going on. You learn that there's like this big ceremony where they're, uh, whoever wins the flight ceremony ends up getting to hang out with Zelda, who is playing the goddess on the goddess statue. And it's uh, the process and moving into knighthood mm-hmm. in Skyloft. And you get a gift from her. You do get a gift from her. And so you find out that Link has promised that he will win so that he can get on the statue with her. And uh, he also sleeps late and her bird is like, hey, buddy, get up. Here's a letter. <laughs> the bird just tosses a letter and like, get up, dummy. And then like his bird goes missing and, and Zelda's like, I can't believe this. This guy, he, he said he was going to do it. And now he's, he's just, he's out of control. His bird's missing. He overslept. I cannot believe this. He's not going to do it. He is. Oh my God. <laughs> Zelda is me when it comes to anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, I do have to make a real quick plug here. Um, Andalyn Kinsey has uh, a fanfic on AO3 that's called What We Did Before and then she has a, a follow up to it and everybody should read it because it's Skyward Sword and it's quality quality content um, but she has some really good takes on what's going on here and it's fabulous just saying that concludes our cheap plug portion of the podcast it's not cheap she's beautiful <laughs> I don't know if she's beautiful as a human I've never seen her but she's beautiful as a person in the soul and she writes like a goddess the person in the soul. <laughs> She's literally like my favorite fanfic writer, period. I love her. Also, she streams a lot. It's awesome. But anyway, um, I'm basically just being a major fan girl for her at the moment. Uh, but yeah, she, she's like, all right, we got to figure this out. We got to find your bird. We got to make this happen. You got to get on that statue with me. Then they go find so the bird. Go find the bird. I go through a waterfall. Yeah, the bird's been uh, boarded up. <laughs> Thanks, Groose. And then you got to chop down the wood. Or you got to chop down, like, things that are holding the wood up or something. Yeah. If you get a sword at this point. And they're like, here, just chop shit up. I don't know. <laughs> and you get your birdie back. Mm-hmm. And you get like, to bro, go to the ceremony. Bro, where are you at, bro? Where you been? Where you been, bro? Did you oversleep, Link? I wanted you to fly, bro. You. Let's go fly. And then you fly, and you're like, oh, God, what are these controls? <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, it's funny because like no matter how terribly you suck at flying, you still will always win. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. Let's be real. Uh, so then you win and you get to go Yay. hang out with Zelda on the statue. Yay! Yay. She's like, I'm the goddess and I'm going to play you this song and here's a sailcloth and also like, I love you, Link. Time to push you off. <laughs> Later. <laughs> it's like, it looked like they were going to kiss and then she's like, nope. She has a habit of pushing him off of cliffs. She does. Because she does it before as well. It's like, hey, I bet your bird's out there, you dummy. Go get it. And she just throws him off and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> He's, Your bird's not out he's there. He's just plummeting to his death. <laughs> Whoops. My bee. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a fear of heights and live on Skyloft, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. She does have a habit of throwing him off of the island, though. <laughs> Whoops. Then all that happens That's and the- it's all good. Love. Truly. Is it? Is it good? Is it good? Until I mean, they go on like a little a fun ride and then a tornado comes and flings them everywhere. They're like victory lap, let's go! And then like ah! Zelda checks out Zelda checks out the booty pretty hardcore. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but she did. God. Cause Link's like, I'm on a bird, I'm gonna lift myself up, and she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and then the tornado happens. <laughs> bye Zelda. Bye bye Bluebird. And then you gotta go find some slabs. Yep. At all the dungeons. Yeah, you hear like weird noises and Link's like, hey, I should follow this sound. And then you follow and then it's like, hey, here's a sword, buddy. Take it. You're like, okay, cool. And he's like, sure. All right. And then Zelda's dad, who is uh, Gebora. Something like that. He's like the headmaster of the school. <laughs> he's like, dude, um, what are you doing in here? How'd you get that sword? That's weird. (laughs) What? (laughs) What you gonna do with that, buddy? He's like, I want to go save a damn daughter. I got this tiny sword. I guess I'll do something with it. It's talking to me. It's really weird. (laughs) It's like this robot thing that's speaking to me. Is this normal? (laughs) Help. It's telling me my Wemo batteries are low. (laughs) God. (laughs) I can't believe they, they added that in as a function. Master, your Wemo batteries are low. It's like, yes, I am aware of that. Thank you. I, I mean, can, I wasn't always aware of that. I can that. see the flashing red bar at the bottom right of the screen. Yeah. Well, she tried. <laughs> so anyway, the sword's talking to you, and she's like, hey, maybe you should go fling yourself off a of Skyloft into that green pillar of light over there. That's a good idea, Let's right? Let's do that. So we do. We meet an old lady. She's like, yo, what's up, bro? Also, I love how, like, nonplussed Link is when he gets there. Like, you land in a place that he's never been, and there's a bunch of flora and fauna and stuff that he's never seen. And he's like, all right, this is fine. Hey, old lady, let's talk. And they talk. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he's just like, eh, that's cool. I guess this it's is kind of like a one-track mind of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> like, all I care about Zelda. Where's Zelda? Tell me where Zelda is. Guess I'm on solid ground now. That's weird. Anyways. Oh, I guess the rumors are true. <laughs> the rumors are true. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, that girl, she just went that way. A little bit ago. Bye. <laughs> He's like, why don't you stop her? You fool. <laughs> so uh, you get to follow her through the woods, which aesthetically Skyward Sword is phenomenal. 
Like, I, I want it to be in HD just because it's such a beautiful game. Yeah, just imagine in terms how of, much like, better that game would look. Oh, my God. Um, because they tried to make it, like, a painting aesthetic, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Like, all the colors are awesome, and just the way that everything's built and looks is amazing. And, like, obviously the Wii is not known for its graphical powerhouse, considering it was, like, technically kind of, like, PS2 standard still. But just, like, imagining that game and just having everything up and just it all popping out at you, just, like, that would be fantastic. I have a mighty need. <laughs> but I think the forest is a good place to introduce you to that because, like, Sky- uh, Skyloft is fine for it, but then once you get to the forest, it's like, whoa, this is really pretty. Right. And you get to run around and meet these little kiwi-looking guys. They're like, hey, yeah. we're lost. Please help us. Please help and us. also, like, we can tell you where Zelda is. She went this way. So you get to follow her through a, a, a dungeon. And um, this is where you meet Gearham, isn't it? Yeah, because he's the first boss fight. Yeah. So you're following Zelda, and then, like, Gearham appears, and he's like, hey, dude, what he, up? He just got off his shift at Hop Topic. Oh, my God. <laughs> he does have that haircut. God, he has a, he has a <laughs> swoop haircut. Oh, my God. He's like weird with his tongue. He is Kakioing from that one episode of JoJo. Oh my god, he is. And he just teleports around everywhere like he's a f-ing Dragon Ball character. I he's Goku. He is anime personified. Oh, he is. And I think that like he he's also like if you were to look up the word extra in the dictionary, it would be a picture of him. I prefer to say if you would look up the word pervert in a dictionary, you would find Girahim. <laughs> Because yeah, he is a pervert. A little, he's a little questionable about how he's treating Link. He's like, I want to murder you, but also I want to lick your skin. And I'm like, ooh. He's like, what do you, excuse me, sir. Please. Uh, yeah, like he's all like, bleh. Also, um, I want to say this. I know I know you are the music person here. Mm-hmm. Girahim's theme is f-ing good. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> As much as I was like, be like, oh, that this weirdo. Anytime his theme music, I'd be like, all right, yeah, this <laughs> weirdo. About this life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gearheim is a really, really fantastic villain in the sense that, like, one, I wanted to kick his ass every time he appeared. Um, he has really great music. His design is cool in the sense of like. Yeah, I realize he's like a hot topic nerd, but at the same time, like aesthetically, it's a neat design. I mean, for 2011, that is a that's a spot on design. Yeah, um, and like you you don't really understand what his motivations are until like way late in the game. Because obviously, he's like, oh, I need to, I'm gonna bring back my master, and like that, he just kind of leaves it at that. Mm-hmm. You don't know who it is. What it is? Like, why? You don't know who he is. Yeah, he's just like some pervert who just walked up and was like, lick, 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 I'm going to do some stuff. (laughs) Look at my haircut. I'm going to go listen to My Chemical Romance after this. I'm going to go blast out and be like, when I was a young boy. And like lick blood off the sword or something. I don't know. He would do that. 100% he would. 
He would. He's he's a mess. Um, but I really like him. Um, and that's one thing that I really have to say for like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword is that they had two villains in there that like you were unsure what their motivations were and they were like aesthetically really cool looking guys and like you you didn't ever know where it was going to go with them until like the very end and um so like kudos on that guys but Gearham is is he's a mess (laughs) um but he's also a really good introduction to the motion um in terms of like his battles because it's like hey you got to do it this way or you know, you're just, you're boned. Yeah, if you don't do it right, he's going to take your sword from you and fling it at you. Because he's rude like that. He's a rude boy. But yeah, it's a good introduction to that. And then he's just like, up later. Gotta and go. then you go into a fountain and you're like, hey, Zelda's been here, but she's not here now. Better take this slab. Um, yeah, let's take it back to Skylab, see what's up. Uh, the neat thing about these fountains that, uh, like the springs, is that they're actually in Breath of the Wild as well. Just so you know. Yeah. Like, copy paste in Breath of the Wild, just destroyed. It's fantastic. Well, it's a good thing uh, Breath of the Wild is not on the timeline. <laughs> I mean, hey, at least we don't have to talk about f- dumb timelines, like shenanigans with this game, because they're like, you know, it's the beginning of the story. The very beginning. Until they make a game that's before this. Oh my god. Because they could. They could. They I mean, totally like, could. The first hero is a thing. And also just the, the thing with Breath of the Wild being like them adding it to the timeline but literally at the end with no connecting points and just by itself it's just like further proves our argument that the timeline is f***ing stupid and just should it's be abolished dumb. Yeah. immediately. I, I think that the whole idea of like connecting them is really dumb there's no need you don't need to i mean like we know look, this is yeah. the first one that's yeah. all we need to know we've had this argument or it's not argument but we've had this discussion in other episodes every, we don't have to we don't have to rehash it but yeah this timeline's f- stupid yeah it's dumb. that's all um so yeah we're gonna go um put the put the slab in and go to the fire area and meet the cool little little guys with the long arms the diggers the diggers because they dig a lot um I forget what their names are. They have... I, I said it to you. Yeah. And then I can't remember. I don't remember. It starts with like an M or a K? It's an M. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyways, they're, they're those guys. And they're fun. They're good. They're good boys. Yeah, they're good boys. <laughs> They let you I dig like them. stuff. They're, they're, um, their design's really neat, and they have those crazy long arms, and um, I don't know, they're treasure hunters. That's the only thing I kind of actually like, like about this game, is that it does real interesting ways to like subvert... Logmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this game does real interesting ways of like subverting your expectations of like what you expect from these games, in terms of like, oh, you're going to meet these races or you're going to meet this villain and i guess outside of like (laughs) outside of the gorons you like you really don't meet any like the prototypical races you meet in a uh, legend of zelda game and there's only like one goron really there's like 
two or three. Oh yeah, there's two. Because there's because the there's the treasure hunter that the, you meet along the way, and then there's one other one that's like it, a like an in the desert area. Yeah. So those are the only ones you meet that are like actual regular guys, but like you don't you, you don't go to like a place where like they're a centralized location of like where they're usually like at or anything like that. It's just like they're just roaming right. lands. Like you don't. You don't meet Zoras, you don't meet mm-hmm. many Gorons, you don't meet any like Kokiri or Koroks, Mm-mm. like you don't meet any of that. You meet all new guys and um it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Um and so everybody's like, Hey, there's this black figure that's been going around. Uh it, it smells kinda like your friend. You should you should go that way. And, like, and then right. Impa's like Brr. <laughs> Um, yeah, like you, you see flashes of her, and um, Link is like, "Well, that's not Zelda. Who are you?" Hmm. Which I mean, like, I can understand him being a little cautious because, like, he's just had this run in with Girahim. And They're really <laughs> like, "Oh, this is a a person clad in black," and I'd be like, "Hmm, that's suspicious." Yeah. What if you're working with the emo weirdo? Yeah, I can understand him being a little cautious on that one, yeah. but uh, we, we get to go through a sweet fire temple and fight a spicy meatball. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> um, and find out that Zelda was uh, captured and that Impa has freed her, and Impa just like lays into Link at this point. She's like, "You're." F- She's like, "I don't know if like the goddess is mistaken, but you're no hero. You were late." And he's like, "Huh." Look, I've been through the entire desert. It's not like I had a direct route here. Or the volcano, excuse yeah. me, not the desert. <laughs> yeah, not not the desert yet, but he, he tried really, really hard and she's like, Buddy, you gotta get you get good good. <laughs> uh and Zelda the whole time is like, Oh no. Sorry, buddy. My friend. Here's a harp later. That's later. Here's a harp a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> she's like I want to talk to him she's like no, no continue on and so Link becomes determined he's like I'm gonna be the hero I'm gonna go see her you think I'm not the hero well f*** you <laughs> let's get this slab so we can go prove it I need to get a slab mm. <laughs> so now we get to go to the desert now we get to go to the desert and meet the robots meet the weird robots who and then we go through like time and all that that's a weird place Oh, I love the time shift stones so much. They're so creative. Yeah. Those robots are great, and they're adorable, and I love them. They make the, the sounds. <laughs> um, I, I wish we had more of that race in Zelda somewhere, because they're fun. Uh, and they gave Link a model number that actually has, like, significance, and I can't remember what the significance is, but he, he has a model number. Because the it's the dragon that gives him the model number, isn't it? Uh, I think so. But it has a. It has some kind of like, actual series significance. Hmm. I don't remember what it was though, and I can't Google it at the moment because we're doing this. <laughs> Maybe I'll tweet it out later. Um. So anyway. You get to go through the the mines. You do. And um, I love the desert area. I think it's one of my faves of the entire game. Um, Because you get a lot of neat stuff throughout this this entire 
cool place. It's a lot of variation. And like the time shift uh-huh. stones are so cool. Did you find it? Uh, the model number is LD-whatever-your-name-is-16. The number 16 is likely a reference to the number of canon Legend of Zelda titles released at the time. Nice. There you go. What's the LD mean? No clue. Doesn't say. <laughs> Large. D- oh, no. Don't <laughs> say that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know. Maybe it's like shorthand for legend. Maybe. It's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> Little dude. I don't know. Little dude. <laughs> Little dude. I mean, the one robot does kind of like short pants. It's true. That one robot is not fond of Link. No, not at all. Oh, Lanaru Desert is what LD stands for. Oh, yeah, I get, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, Lanaru Desert, Link 16. There you go. Mystery solved. We did it. Uh, yay, I'm proud of us. Uh, so you get to, you guys go through that, and this is the part where you end up at the Temple of Time, and you see Impa, and you see Zelda, and you see Girahim, and Zelda's, like, super stoked to see Link, um, which, don't you get, like, the, the gust bellows here, or is that later? I want to see you get it here. Yeah, you get it here. You get the vacuum cleaner thingy. Um... The reverse vacuum cleaner, I guess. And uh, Zelda is like super stoked to see him. And is like, Link is hauling ass to go see her. He is ready. He's like, all right, I proved it. I made it on time. I got this. And then Gearham's like, you thought. <laughs> uh, so Impa is getting like wrecked by Gearham. And Link's like, all right, I, I got to do something. Gearham's like, nope, fire. Zelda uh, has like the pitching arm of like a freaking something sports because a baseball she player launches that dang harp at him like it's nothing. He's like, oh, cool, I got this harp. Thanks. She's like, you'll need this where you're going. I don't know what I. I don't know how to play this thing. I love that Link is just like, all right, I guess I got to learn how to play a harp. My favorite thing was whenever, whenever I had to like do that, I would just be like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole lot of just strumming like crazy. Link just learns how to play through the fire and the flames on the harp. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Gary kind of throws everything into a, a tizzy and they break the gate of time and Impa's like, hey find us later bye and so zelda's sad because she didn't get to talk to link and link is sad because he didn't get to talk to zelda and also like she's gone into the past somehow and he's got to figure out a way to fix that and then gear him just there like i don't have time to deal with you this time bub peace out yep um so then link's like what do I do now? Let's go talk to the old lady. Yeah, it seems like a good option whenever you don't know what to do. Like, just talk to the old lady. Except Groose is going to come with now. 
That's so funny. I love when Gru's launches down with you because Link's like, hey, I'm just going to jump. Yay. Might as well jump. And you see him and he's like happy and he's falling down. And then Gru's just like appears and is flailing and screaming <laughs> at him. him. And Link has this horrified look on his face the whole what time. What are you doing? <laughs> no. And then... Gruz is scared of the birds, which is funny because he flies on a giant bird all the time and he sees the little birds and he's like, Ugh. he doesn't like the trees. And he's basically a brat the well, whole time. I wonder like, like how much, because obviously Zelda knows about it, about like the surface huh? and all that. Because like, I mean, she probably has like snuck around and read some of like the, the secret texts and all that sort of stuff. So like, I wonder how much like a normal person like Gruz would have like known about the surface. I would say none. So that's probably um, why he's like, ah! Yeah, I think that given like my headcanon on it, I would say that it's kind of like a situation where like those who need to know, know it. And those, and like even then, those who need to know, it's like, uh, you know, that's just a myth. It's a right, legend. Yeah. Been passed down. Like that's not real. And then like people like Gruus just wouldn't know. And so he appears and he's like, Ooh! He's just like, I just, I just wanted to tell you because like you just been flying around all over the place, and oh god, where the hell are we? Um, and and again, he's kind of being a brat. Like he's like, you're not the hero. I'm supposed to be the hero. I'm supposed to save her. Where the heck, Zelda? Why aren't you protecting her? Blah, 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 blah. And Link's like, I do not have time for this, buddy. You Look, just we're gonna go talk to the old lady, and that's gonna be it. Come on. <laughs> like you can see, Link is frustrated at this point. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like you said, the expressions, like you can see it in his face. And he's like, I'm done. Let's just talk to this lady. Maybe she can deal with you. <laughs> and you talk so to her and she's like, here's a gate of time, but you need to make your sword better because it's puny. And you're, yeah, your sword sucks, buddy. You're a baby boy and you need to make it better. And then the big old monster comes out of the, the ground. The imprisoned. The imprisoned. He's like, Arr! Which probably doesn't help Gurus in terms of, like, not being afraid of the surface at this point. Because, like, he's already a little shaken up by everything. And then, like, this giant avocado with toe beans comes out. And he's still adamant that he's going to be the hero. And then, like, that happens. He's like, ah! And Link's like, well, got to do this, I guess. Gurus is like, you got this, buddy. You go do it's that. Not fun. So that's your first fight with the imprisoned, and that one's the the easiest one. Yeah, because it's just legs, or you just jump on its head and just bop it a few times, and it's done. Yeah, that's the easiest way to do these fights. Is just land on his head, bop. Don't bother with the toes. The toe beans are not worth it. And then afterwards, Bruce is like, "Okay, I think you might be the hero." Yeah, maybe maybe I'll figure out some other way to help. And the old lady's like, "Yeah, it's fine. You'll figure it out." Yep. You have your Which your is, part of the story hasn't been written yet. I love that she's so encouraging to him. Like, you know, buddy, it's okay. You're not the hero, but you have a role in this too. We just got to find what your role is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I love the idea of their relationship throughout the game. And then you gotta go find the flames of the sword and make your sword better. Mm-hmm. So more dungeons. So basically, back to the same spots you were, but different spots. Yes. And then you gotta go through that weird sleepy time part whatever it's sleep. called silent realm it's the silent realm yeah, the sleepy place <laughs> as a sleepy time I part know, I, would, I would 
call the silent room a sleepy place. I would fall asleep. It's like that's a nice place to sleep. It's all silent. It's all dark. Let me fall the asleep. The music's actually pretty cool there. And then like yeah, you gotta. It's a weird spot where you gotta like find these little things to get your spirit up. Your soul is separated from your yeah. body. And if you get caught by the monsters and there, you just die. Die. Or your you soul is the... separate. Yeah. So those are weird little things you got to do. Yeah, it's just like an extension of the thing from Twilight Princess. I don't remember that. Yeah, you have the vessels of light in Twilight Princess in order to disperse the Twilight Realms. I mean, it's been like 10 years since I played that game, so. Well, it's it's basically the same thing. Yeah. And so you do that and you're able to to get through new areas of the the same places so um i think this is also where you meet the first dragon isn't it yeah the water one you meet the water dragon who's like in in a tough in a bowl tough lady bowl she's like oh i've been poisoned go get me some water Oh man, but you also just get a fave dungeon of the game in this one. And you're like, here's some water. And she's like, Blair. And she's like, hey, go do the dungeon. I'll tell you, that you'll get the fire stuff. You can do that. That dungeon is so cool. It's all watery. I love, I love the ancient cistern. <laughs> that was the dungeon that I got locked out of because of the Joy-Con or the, the nunchuck breaking. Yeah, because I couldn't do the, yep. the the water spin to get up on the platform to go there. Yeah, I was I was so upset because I was like, "That's my favorite dungeon, it's my favorite <laughs> boss battle, and you can't go to it." No, it's just really creative, and I I like the the whip aspect of everything. Uh huh. Um, but it's just like aesthetically a beautiful dungeon and really really fun to play. And then like you get to the boss, and that's just like the cherry on top of everything. That boss is so dang cool. I don't. What's what? What is the boss of that? It's the automaton with the arms. Oh, the the robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is cool. I love that boss fight because you have to use the whip to like remove the arms, and then like at the end part, you take its big sword and you're just like. Um, cause you go in and you like Gearheim's there, and you're like, all right, well, I get to fight Gearheim again, and he's like, nah, man. Here's this robot. Have fun. I got a robot for you later. Oh, I love that boss fight. It's so freaking cool. I love it. And then you get some flames on your sword and it becomes a little bit bigger. It does. You're like, yay. Time for more flames. Let's go back to the other regions we went to. So you go to... Which one do you go to first? Fuck no, wait. Not volcano. You go to the desert next? Yeah. Yeah. Because you go to the desert, you get on a boat. It's going fast, man. Oh my god. Uh the little little uh captain robot is yeah. adorable. And he's like, hey, I think it's here, and then you go there and it's not there. Hey, I think it's here. You go there and it's not there. But um, I love that place because it's got like the the time shift and you're going through and like you can see the sand out there and you can see like what it looked like in the past, which is freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to go on the the minecart stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. 
Yeah, like Donkey Kong Country, just in the middle of my Zelda. <laughs> and then you go on a pirate ship. Yeah, and the pirate ship was awesome because you also have the time ship stuff to, like, to go through it. And oh, I love that. Yeah, that was love a cool that dungeon. dungeon. And then uh, top that one off with uh, the tentacle boss. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have to like shoot the eyeball. Yeah. Uh, that one is also really really cool. And um, I think one thing that I like about this game is that these are bosses that we haven't really seen before. Um, because usually you get like some version of like bosses that you normally see. Like I was telling you earlier, most Zelda games have some form of like a head and two hands, and then you usually get like a Goma boss and. Uh, you know, there's uh, sometimes you get like the the phantom kind of scenarios. So they, they kind of recycle the same boss ideas. Right. And this one's like everything is new. And so that's really cool. Um, sometimes it works better than others. Like the spicy meatball aesthetically isn't really cool, but like the boss fight's fine. Mm-hmm. But like the robot in this one, I really, really like, yeah. even though, um, somebody on a stream the other day said that this one looks like a rejected monsters Inc character and they're not wrong. God. Um, but then we get to go to fire, fire. and we get eerie. Yeah. We get fire earrings that somehow make you invulnerable to volcano heat. <laughs> I need those for Florida. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, you go do that dungeon. Yeah, you get like the easiest mini boss ever. I don't remember. I remember it being easy. The little hands. Right, because I literally the like lo- I threw it at both of them, and then it was just like donk, 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 and it was done. Yeah, it's it's a cakewalk to beat those guys. And that's all I um, like because that one is the one where you get to the ability to like dig underground and stuff. Mm-hmm. I also really like the aesthetics of this temple. Like the outside walls and everything just look really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole lot of moving around in lava. Yeah. And um, this is our second Garaham fight, right? Yes, because it's like Garaham enhanced without his cloak. Yeah. You know, it just it was weird because like obviously the first one is like Gearham's like here's a robot for you and then the next one is like I don't know here's this weird octopus thing and then like for this one it's like did he just like was there a boss already here and Gearham's like get the fuck out of here and murdered it <laughs> he's like you guys have not been doing the job yeah. properly let me handle this and he's like took care of it and was there or he, just nothing was there to begin with he's like well I guess I'll just stay here for a little bit until that dumb kid comes. Oh man, that's a good question. Like, did Garham defeat it, or did Garham like corral the other bosses into those areas? Yeah, because obviously the first one is it makes sense that he corralled that one, but like the second one makes it a little bit more of a mystery because there's no real like notification that like he's actually put that thing there or not. Yeah, like how do you corral a weird sea monster? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um. But yeah, we get to fight him, and he does a lot more like motiony stuff in this one. Um, I had a much harder time with this one than I did the first one. Yeah. Uh, and he talks about a red string of fate stuff in this this dialogue, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was real interesting. 
Um, Because it's not really something that you think about with Zelda games, even though like Legends and Fate and that kind of stuff is brought up a lot. Like no one's ever actually specifically brought up the red string and like, huh. And you really don't associate that with like... Negative stuff? Yeah, like a hero and a villain. You don't. You never associate with a hero and villain. It's usually like a love story. Right. And in this one, he's like, we are tied by this string and I'm going to take you down. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, he's basically like saying a bunch of edgelord stuff about like suffering in his own blood and stuff. I mean, uh, and then he loses. Yeah, he is an edgelord. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our sword is now fired up. It's now the master Jirheem's sword. mad. Uh, well, not quite yet. Well, I mean, technically it is. Yeah, it, it's it's. They do call it the master sword at this point. Okay, and then um. They're like, hey, you should go see Zelda in the past. And she'll do some cool go, stuff. Go power up the gate of time. And so um, old lady's like, all right, do your scoured strike on this thing. You get that really neat aesthetic with the gate of time. Well, I, I think love... like, you have to fight another in prison first. Oh, right. Because you're about to do it and it's like. Where you get the Grucinator. Grucinator is here. He's like, yo, I made this thing. It's going to help you out. Just let me know. Which, like, good job, Groose. You're doing your best, buddy. He's like, I'm not good at what you're doing, but I'm good at what I can do. So he just sets up, like, a mind track and is like, all right, I can bomb this thing mm-hmm. for you because um, it, it gets arms yeah, this time. Yeah, so you can't jump on it, jump on its head to easily, like, knock the thing down because it'll just be like, it'll just either, like, fall over or just, like, swat you off. Yeah. So you have to go for the toesies this time. That's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, or hit the bomb and then go on the head. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm, if you throw the Grusinator bomb, then go on ahead, then it works. Yeah, that would have been probably a lot easier than what I did. Because <laughs> uh, the Toesies at this point get leveled up so that when they when they stomp, they hurt. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you, you win this fight, and then you get to go to the gate of time. Mm-hmm. And Grusinator is like, I'm the best. Oh, this is, uh, this is the good point where he's also like, he basically is like, hey, I'm over Zelda now, but like, hey, if you see her, tell her I said what's up. Yeah, that was cute. I was like, Bruce, you're a good dude. He's a good dude. <laughs> this is your see, this is your baby face turn. I'm proud of you. Character development. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much because like you see him just like grow exponentially throughout the game and realize like, you know, maybe maybe not everything is about me. And, like, he still kind of has, like, a... He jokes more about it being about him at this point yeah, rather yeah. than it being, like, him being so self-centered. And it's amazing. I love it. I love Groove so much. Um, So, Gate of Time. But then we... Yeah, Gate of Time gets that really neat aesthetic mm-hmm. where you're, like, walking through it and then you get to go to the past and Impa is chilling out there like, Hey, buddy. What's up? What up? What you doing? There's a Zelda behind this door if you want to go talk to her. Finally. He's like, hey, you did, you did good, kid. Way to go. All right, you want to go talk to the girl? Go talk to the girl. So uh, we get some backstory where we realize that, like, Zelda has been trying to remember that she was Hylia reborn, that Hylia had gotten rid of her um, immortality and had been reborn as a mortal, and that Zelda is Hylia, essentially. And that Hylia also has a hero, and that that is Link, which we knew that, but, like, she's confirming it for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, God, I cried so much every time <laughs> I see the scene 
every time, and I'm trying like not to get weepy, like even thinking about it. You but mentioned this like it's tough. Like you, you, I was like, yeah, I, I was fight the imprisoned man. It's got arms. It's all real dumb. And then you're like, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, you did good. You did a good job. Like, wait, you're about to go talk to Zelda, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh no. <laughs> and it's like, go get tissues now. <laughs> you're gonna cry. And I was like, oh great, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thank you for making me I play this game. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. Uh, and at least I warned you. I didn't like make you go through it without any kind of warning because that's how I had to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, gets, like, uh, it gets very sad. It does. It gets really sad. Um, because like she has a lot of regrets and that Link's having to go through all this and like blames herself a lot, herself as Zelda and herself as Hylia. And she's able to um, like give your sword blessed power basically yeah powers of the master sword makes it like the actual master sword not just like it looks like the master sword but it's not technically the master sword yeah so so now it's the master sword because the thingies pop out yeah and zelda's like it can destroy stuff now buddy like cool and then everything just gets so sad and she's like hey i'm gonna go in this crystal later yeah, like, she doesn't really make it clear to him, and then, like, once she's in there, she was telling him, like, I'm still your Zelda, I'm still my father's daughter, and I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so sad, because, like, Link is, like, beating on the crystal at a point, like, trying to get to her, and, mm-hmm. like, you can just see his face fall, like, he he was so happy to finally see her and talk to her, and then she just broke his heart. And then he just but sulks like, away. He does, he just, like sadly walks away and he's like all right i'll do it i got this i'll come back for you and um like the whole thing is that she says like when this is over will you wake me up and i'm like because she always wakes him up <laughs> she woke him up at the beginning of the game with the letter but now you gotta go find the triforce yep and everyone's like Fuck, i don't know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, everybody's like, um, so it's a legend, and we know that it exists, but we don't know anything about it. Maybe and, this one thing in the clouds could talk to you about it, but I don't know. Yeah, Gabor is like, all right, I don't know anything, so maybe ask this guy, and then this guy's like, uh, maybe this, like, thing here? But first I have to test your skills on attacking things in the sky. Yeah. Um... So then you you go into the Thunderhead for the first time. Well, you gotta go get the th- you gotta go to the soup dude, because he's like, oh, I make soup right. for that thing right for for a long time, but I haven't gone out this year because it's the Thunderhead's been all crazy. Yeah, so you get the soup, um, which I think at this point you've already fixed up Scrapper the robot who yeah, has a big definitely. big big crush on Fi, and also hates Link with every bit of his being. <laughs> you deliver the soup, and he's like, why are you delivering soup here? This is real dumb. Anyways, it seems like a bad idea. Later. <laughs> Bye. Uh, and then uh, Levias comes up and he's like, there are things on me. I'm a jerk. And uh, Link's like, well, this isn't right. Well, gotta fight this thing then. Time to get those weird corrupted eyeballs off this critter. Poke you in the eye with my bird. Yeah. I mean, like, it seems very Zelda in a sense that, like, Hylia would see this big like sky whale and is like, you know what? Yeah, that's gonna be a guardian. Um, but also it reminds me of the like windfish from Link's Awakening. 
I don't remember that. I mean, I haven't really it, played a lot of Link's Awakening, so. It was basically a big sky whale. Okay. But anyway, he's he's really nice once he's not infected yeah. by malice. I like the uh, I kind of like the boss fight here as well, like the the latter part of it. Like you're yeah. you're on him and like you have to like you have to time the hits to where like they go the right direction. I thought that was a real mm-hmm. neat idea. I agree. And he's like, "Hey, I, what if you got this song? That would definitely do some stuff." But what if it was like split into four different parts? <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> Um, which is where I compare this to Wind Waker because yeah. Wind Waker at the very end had a Triforce quest where you had to find eight Triforce charts and then find eight Triforce pieces. And it took forever and it was tedious and it was annoying. And I know that that's how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never played that version of Wind Waker. So you got the like the, the better truncated version. streamlined yeah. version of it. So I feel like that's what you're asking for on this. Yeah, like it just... It just felt like this part of the game was really just added on just to extend the game. I like it, though, because you get to meet the other dragons. I mean, that is fine, but, like, I don't think they really add that much to the game to make this whole thing, like, memorable or that worthwhile. Like, to me, this entire section of the game felt like the last couple of dungeons of Persona 5. Oh, that bad, huh? Yeah, it literally just felt like, hey, we're adding this on to to make the game longer and just to make you do stuff for the sake of doing stuff. Like, it was, it just felt entirely like filler. Okay, I liked it a lot better than you did. So that's that's something. Um, Because I really do think that meeting the dragons is a cool thing. And especially the thunder dragon and having to like bring him back. I think that's really neat. And also allows you to know that like, Groose has apparently taken a botany. Because, okay. Because <laughs> Grizz is like, this is a really good place to, to plant this thing. You know, it gets enough sunlight, and you can do water, and it, it grows big. But you know what? It, we can't do it now. It takes forever. Like, I think it would be better if, like, hey, you had to go, like, obviously you have the, the, the water one. Like, you just go find her, and just like, and she's like, oh, hey, here you go. And then, like, if you had to just, like, go find the other ones, and, like, mm-hmm. the, I guess maybe, like, not necessarily make the entire, like, steps to get to them as just kind of minute and just not that great because i don't think those sections are great that you have to go through to get to the get to them or like to prove that you can do the song like i just i just they just feel very tacked on and just like we're there we're there for the sake of being there like if you streamline the first one just like hey you go to her and she's like yo here you go obviously you you went to that dungeon i know you can do stuff why do you gotta prove to me there you go have it and then like you know if then the other two were not the whole like, oh, you get captured, but you have to go get all your items now for whatever reason. Well, that's the fire one. Yeah, that one sucked. Like, I legitimately I hated that part. I don't love it. Um, I don't hate it as much as you do, but I'm not I'm not a stealth person. I think you could cut that part out and just make it, just retool that section to make it better. And just make something um, different or interesting. And then just the the other part was just like, I don't know, kind of there, like the, the thunder part. I like that one because, like, you see him and he's dead, and you're like, "What do yeah. What do we do?" And then you have to bring him back to life. I think that's really cool. Like, I think the parts of like that parts of it are interesting. I just think everything else around it is just not that great. Like the gameplay part around it isn't great. Like getting there. Like just getting all around it. I think like it just felt too extended. Mm. 
but that's just me. I like, like I don't know. Maybe it's it just because like I powered through this game, and it was just like by that point, I was like, all right, I am. I feel like I'm ready to go to the end game. Like I don't really see the point of like having to get this to to get all these other parts of the song to unlock this other thing. Like you know, just let me go to the end game. Or just give me the song now. Or, like, make me go find another part. Like, just one part of the song. And that's it. So, like, yeah. That's that's basically the big point of, like, I would streamline for this game. Is just make that part better. Which, again, it, it has a precedent that, that that has happened. But, um... Also, people... Like, there are some people who are a big fan of the Tad Tones, um... Part in the water. I, I don't understand how you could be a fan of that. Some people like it. Um, and again, I really like the Thunder Dragon one. Um, I think, I think that was neat. And then you, uh, you get the whole song from the three pieces and then, uh, Levias and the sky and they, they get to sing together. And you go back home and you're like, oh, let's go through a silent room here. It's the hardest silent round by far. Which I actually kind of thought that was interesting because... It almost lures you into a false sense of security because you're you're like, oh, I know this place. Like, this is gonna be mm-hmm. easy. This is my home. Yeah, and it's a little bit. It's obviously a little bit more difficult than that, but yeah. It's definitely the hardest one, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's it's the only one I ever had to do twice. Because if you mess up there, like it's, it is more difficult to recover. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of places to like run and hide or mm-hmm. even like get to the places where you need to go. And there are a lot of like tight areas where you have like watchers mm-hmm. that you have to get by it's, and it's really definitely one where you need to like look at a map to where like where all they are and before you even do anything, like map out okay, Make a plan. Okay, I'm gonna go here first and then here, 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 here. Cause without that Plans you're just gonna be good. boned. Mm-hmm. Um so then from that, you get the uh, the eyeball for the statue. Mm-hmm. And then Link is like, hey, I'm going to put this eyeball on the statue. Huh, that's weird. It doesn't do anything. Oh, God, it's doing lots <laughs> Everything's of Everything's being destroyed. <laughs> um, this part of the game is just Link destroys everything. Yeah, and everyone's just the like, game. yeah, whatever. Because uh, it, it creates the dungeon at the bottom of the goddess statue here, and you go in there. And you just like, and- all this like rock just falls off of it, and you're like, where is that landing? Did I just kill a bunch of people? <laughs> everybody's dead down God. there um it gets even worse though i mean like at least nobody lives where you drop that later but like this dungeon is super super cool i like that it has like the the moving mechanic mm-hmm. and it's all like um, uh like every room is like a a place you've been before mm-hmm. so it's like here's yeah, here's the greatest hits of everything um and it's one of the few zelda games where you get the whole triforce yeah that was interesting and it's, like, the first time that, like, a Link has gotten the Triforce that we're aware of. Which I guess makes sense, obviously, since it's, like, it, this is the, first, the game. first game in the series. Like, you know, you would have to get the whole Triforce, so. And it started some interesting theories about, like, whether the Silent Realm is a version of the Sacred Realm. Because um, there's, like, all the lore says that the Triforce was sealed in the Sacred Realm. And so, like, there's a question of, like, are those two the same? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I think it's an interesting idea, but um, it, it, it is a thing that came up from this. But obviously you get the Triforce and it's, like, the normal area, though. Well, you have to go into the, the like, Silent Realm in those dungeons to actually, pe- like, pick up the piece because you throw oh, your right, right, sword right. You're, into you're, the... You're correct. You are correct. 
Mm. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to do that. thrust the sword. Yeah. So, yeah, that is true. But then you get the Triforce, and you're like, yay. Everything's fine. And then you end up on the statue, and Fi's like, yo, make a wish dog. Did we skip the third in prison fight? Probably at some point. I think we did. Um, also, the imprisoned flies at a certain point. I think that's so like um, that. that's right. That's when you go back to uh, that area when you have to go get the first uh, part of the song. Right. That's when that so that's the third yeah. imprisoned fight, and he he gets like a weird halo and can fly and. It's a jerk. Everything's scary. And Groose like catapults Link twice in that yeah. section because wants yeah. to put them on the imprisoned, and the other one's like, "I'll just shoot you over to where you need to go." Yeah. It's awesome. And you do that, yeah. Uh, so anyway, now we have the Triforce, and um, you on top of the statue, and Fi says, hey, make a wish. Make a wish to get rid of Demise. And Link's like, hey, I can do this. This is a good idea. <laughs> and then the statue's like, okay, we're going to fall now. <laughs> Link destroys things part two. And it just lands down by the by the temple where Groose the and Old temple. Lady are, and just squishes the, the imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yay, we did it. You can go get Zelda now. And Link's like, yeah. <laughs> my girl. So they do that. And then. Oh, my God. It's so cute. Haley puts his hand out and she puts her hand on him. And it's, oh, I love it. So they're able to come back. And then they're like, yay. And the gear him's like. <laughs> you thought it was this easy. You thought you'd seen the last of me. And it's like I, that whole part was weird though because like he does this attack and knocks them both down, but somehow Link is just like, oh god, I can't move. I'm so hurt. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you would um, not be hurt that hurt from that. Did Breath of the Wild not teach you that Link is a giant drama queen if he gets I mean, knocked over? <sighs> what a weirdo. But yeah, Gearhim takes Zelda and he's like, well, I'm going to take her to the past later. I got to steal her soul. Steal her soul. <laughs> to revive my master, my mysterious master, which at this point I was like, oh, I know who it's going to be. I mean, when he first said master, I was like, oh, it's probably Ganon. Yeah, basically, that's what I was thinking the whole game. It's like, all right, Ganon's going to appear at some point. Um, But not quite. But yeah. Not quite. We get to go and try and save Zelda. and um, Or you can just you know, go like, wherever you want beforehand. Be like, I need to go get some stuff later. I'll be right back, guys. Yeah, if you actually go up to Skyloft and talk to people, nobody's really that concerned that the goddess statue's gone. It was like, oh, it fell. <laughs> I went and oh. talked to like Zelda's dad. He's just like, well, that happened. I guess you know they did say at one point that the statue would fall to its original spot. I guess that happened. <laughs> Like, wow, that's weird, shrug shoulders. <laughs> he's like, well, how's Zelda? Did you get her? And, he, and I'm like, about that. And he's like, well, uh, you gotta go do what you gotta do, buddy. <laughs> like, nobody cares that the statue fell. It's like, oh, okay. They're I so think nonplussed one, about it. There's one person, I think, that cares because he's like, that was prime bug catching area. And now it's gone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Prime bug catching area. <laughs> my bugs. I think, I think it's the kid who's, like, obsessed with the bugs. Um... I think he's the only one that actually gives a that the statue fell. That makes sense. Um, but everybody else is like, Ugh! so um, you get to run down the the loopies of the past. Um, this where it was interesting because, like, obviously you don't have like Gearheim's like you know 
I gotta do the spell thing. Let me summon a bunch of enemies so they can buy me some time so I can do this thing. And he's like, you're just getting hordes of enemies coming at you. Hordes of them. And he's like, just- alright, and Master is dead in the future and Imprison's dead in the future. So let's go to the past and then like throw a bunch of enemies so I can get this done. Which is like the first time that you've ever actually had somebody that's like, I need time to do this thing. Have fun. Here's a ton of the things that you've been fighting throughout the game. Here comes Dynasty Warriors, Skyward Sword. Basically, yeah. So yeah, you gotta fight a bunch of bunch of them and make your way down fighting through like just a bunch of enemies, a bunch of different enemies that pop up here and there. And then eventually you find Gearham and he's like, oh, you jerk, you were too fast. <laughs> How dare you? Well, gotta fight you now. Oh, and his final design is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like the solid black. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then like this is where he reveals like, oh, by the way, I'm like the weapon for my master. And you're like, huh. Yeah, he's basically five, but for the master. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because, like, I'm looking at the poster in my room, and uh, you know, Phi has the blue crystal like in her chest, but it very clearly like wants you to see the red crystal on Gerahim's stomach. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, in retrospect, I should have figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's the sword. Which that was a an interesting fight because, like, the first part of it's like you just wailing on him with a sword to knock him off the ledges and then uh fatal striking Impaling him. Impaling him. Yeah. And you do that a couple times. And he pulls out this like this giant sword and you just have to like literally destroy it and then poke him a bunch. Yep. In the chest. Or the stomach. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, and then you do that and then like the fight ends and he's like, Oh by the way, I, I got enough time passed. I'm gonna ah, steal her soul. Soul is mine. And then that all happens and then Akuma from Street Fighter shows up and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, his design's pretty cool, though. I mean, yeah. he does look like Kuma, but his design's really rad. Which is interesting because, like, he shows up and then Gearham's like, "I did it! I resummoned you, my master!" And then Gear or Demise is just like, "Give me the weapon. You served your purpose. Let's go." And just like nullifies all that Gearham did. Like, it just like proves like, oh, Gearham thought he was hot, <laughs> but he literally wasn't. <laughs> He was literally just a weapon. Yeah, he just his only purpose was to be that weapon. That's all he was needed to do. But uh, it's really upsetting for like Garyham in general because like you're thinking how dedicated he is throughout this whole thing, and then like he just he's nothing. Demise, he's nothing. Demise doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But it's I, tragic. But I thought Demise was such an interesting like take on a final villain character because like you expect him to be to come in and just do like the whole theatrics like I'm gonna destroy the earth and all this and take all your people which I mean he does that but also he's like huh there's this kid here you know the last time I saw a bunch of you humans like you just all ran away from me and now you're standing here and you're gonna fight me that is interesting I am very intrigued by this you know what you know, before I do any of all, like, the destruction and stuff and yada, yada, yada. Fight me. I will allow you the opportunity to fight me. Because I think this is such an interesting idea. So why don't you come follow me and we'll do that. Like, it's so intriguing that he has, like, he would not say this, I would assume. But, like, there's, like, an untold respect that, to Link here of being, like, because yeah. Link is obviously just, like, standing up to him and, like, is like, I'll fight you. I don't give a <laughs> And Demise is, like. Wow, I wouldn't. I did not expect this in the slightest. I am. This is. All right, cool. Let's do this. Like, in all honesty, and you're going to hate this comparison, 
Demise is essentially like is almost Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z without like the whole turning into good part. I don't know what that means. We're like he's the bad guy, but like he wants to like fight and all this sort of stuff. I was thinking more like Kamakura situation. And that Kamakura is interested to see like which side is like more worthy at this point. Maybe, but I don't know. Like, I think like, I mean, I guess that could be also a comparison. I don't know necessarily. I just that, don't like, know it, enough about Vegeta. Yeah. Well, I mean, Vegeta comes in and he's a <laughs> who wants to destroy everything, but then like he's, he's willing to fight Goku. Okay. So, uh, I think it's, I think it could Goku be more like a mix of like, Goku? it could be a mix of Vegeta and Goku. Where, like it's the Vegeta pride and everything. Like, Oh, like the arrogance of knowing that you could like destroy everything, but also the Goku part being like, Hey, this guy was a fight me. Okay, cool. Let's fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's an interesting idea because usually you don't have that with like Ganon or Ganondorf throughout the mm -hmm. entire series of him being like, all right, this is cool. Like you're trying to stand up to me. He was like, I just got to take you down. You're in my way. Which I mean, demise isn't like, Oh, well, he doesn't think like Link's gonna beat him. He still is very confident. Like, oh, I'm oh, I'm no. going to destroy this kid, but also I'm gonna have fun and fight this kid because he he has the gumption to fight me. You know, I'm He's gonna respect got that. that. Spunk. Yeah, I'm gonna let him have his has fun, see what he can do, and then I'm gonna destroy him. him. But you know what? Kudos to him. Like, bravo! I'm I am excited that someone decided to fight me. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, I thought it was very and, surprising. Like the area where you fight him is freaking cool. Mm -hmm. And then for the most part, he just beats you up for the, the first part of that fight. Yeah. <laughs> Which my, my whole strategy was like, run up, flail, get a couple hits in, ugh, get hit. Run, flail, get a couple hits in, ugh, get hit. <laughs> Until eventually he went down to like the second half of the fight. Yeah. Which, and it's a bunch of Skyrim strikes. Yeah, I did have to use the potion at some point because I was almost dead, but... Yeah, um, I ended up doing it. I think I had one heart left Jesus. when I beat it, um, but I had a fairy, so I was okay. Yeah, I had but like I had one heart. I had a full potion, so I had to use that, and also I had two fairies on like backup, just in case. Yeah. So like I would, I would have been fine regardless. But yeah, yeah, I always kept fairies instead of potions. But um, yeah, I beat it with one heart, and I was like, <laughs> I, like I had full fairies, I would have been fine, but it was still like. A little scary mm -hmm. because they only heal like what six hearts yeah fairies? and like just a couple hits from demise and that's gone because mm -hmm. he hits like a truck yeah. um but it's a really neat fight and it you know it uses the skyward strikes in an interesting way mm -hmm. and i love like the the water aesthetic and all it's just freaking cool and i like the idea that he's able to do that as well like the skyward strike like it yeah. becomes a battle of like okay who which of you is going to like get it off first yeah, it's tough because like he's really really fast at it too. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that fight. It's a very anime fight. It is, and then we get the curse. It's like I will curse you, you. He basically starts the entire cycle at this point because he says that like the embodiment of his malice will like always be against the reincarnations of Zelda and Link's spirits, and it's like. <gasps> It's the beginning. It's where it all began. I I really really nerded out at this point. <laughs> Every time I see it, I just lose my. Shit. It's so good. We know why it all began. 
And I guess we know where it kind of ends because like Zelda and Breath of the Wild says that he gave up the idea of reincarnation. I don't know. Anyway, Demise's Malice is going to forever become Ganon. Thanks, Ganon. And now everything's okay for the time being. For the time being, yeah. Um, Link goes back and he's like, wow, that was a wild ride. I'm really tired. <laughs> and everyone's like, yay, you did it. You did it. Um, Groose is happy and says that uh, it should be called The Legend of Groose. <laughs> this is real good. So good. Like, he just, like, casually walks by and says it. It's like, oh, yeah, that was, that was fun. Maybe we'll call this The Legend of Groose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zelda and Link are reuniting and they're really happy and then Zelda goes to talk to the old lady wait no does she talk to Impa first or the old lady they're in the past so she talks to Impa yeah first. she wants Impa to come with them and Impa's like nah can't do that I gotta roll here buddy and so then they go um, back and she's talking to the old lady and uh, the old lady basically is like I told you I'd see you again and Zelda realizes what's happening, and like the bracelet is like gone. She's like, <gasps> no, goodbye, Sailor and, like, Pluto. It's, it's so I love that comparison so much. It's true. <laughs> it is. It's so true. Um, I just I think that it's such a like emotional moment because like I never expected that the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. I really didn't, and I sh- I see it now because like the one string of hair that Impa has like becomes that braid. It was it was interesting because like before they had the whole reveal, it was like right during that that moment, like right literally right before, I was like, oh, Impa's the old lady. <laughs> it was just one of those things like I just didn't like put two and two together before. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it it hit me hard when uh when it happened. I was like, oh my god, it hurts. She stayed alive for that long just to protect Zelda and like to help out. It's, it's, <sighs> she loves Zelda at this point, and I think that's really nice. Like, because Impa is so harsh to Link at the beginning, and she obviously, like, even if it, she was, like, highly his friend, she also starts to care about Zelda as a person. Mm-hmm. I think that's super rad. And then we get another goodbye because Fi's like, by the way, you got to put me away. <laughs> got to go, buddy. Later. <laughs> And uh, he's like, no. My buddy, my no. sword buddy. My friend, what about my Wiimote? How... I'll never know if the batteries are low. <laughs> uh, and so he's he's really sad and he puts the sword back in. As he's walking away, like you hear the, the fi like jingle, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I was really, really happy that they put that jingle back into Breath of the Wild at one point. When did they put that thing in? Uh, it's during the, I think it's during the Master Sword, like, DLC. Oh, right. I think I remember you telling me about this. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I like, don't know. In one of the cutscenes, they played, like, the Fi sound that she makes when she, like, appears. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh! Uh, also, you can find uh, a goddess statue, and... There's been like a question as to whether or not it is the sealed temple goddess statue because it's huge and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's really no telling because the the geography is a little weird in Breath of the Wild. But 
Right. I went to it and I was like, this is amazing. There's like loft wings on the sides. It makes a lot of sense that it would be it, but Who knows? it might just be a reference. Yeah, I mean, considering they don't know where that game's supposed to be in timeline-wise, it could they could just literally like throw shit in there for, for the fun of it. Yeah. Which, hey, you know, they could just do that That's regardless. fine. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. I don't even mind. Uh, um, but yeah, so Impa is now dead, and that's sad. And um, you get the credits where we get to see Zelda do her thing throughout. And uh, then we get the post credit scene. And you see Groose and Cowlin and uh, Bug Kid that hangs out with Groose. Mm-hmm. And they're like flying around. And then Zelda and Link are on the goddess statue. And she's like, I think I'd like to stay here. What will you do? And he like happily smiles at her and opens his mouth and end. I'm like, no! <laughs> but uh, essentially that's the beginning of Hyrule as a place right. like they found Hyrule and they are the first Hylians and all that. So it's pretty cool. Um, one thing that I haven't really talked about much that I want to say right now is that one of the things that I think is really strong about Skyward Sword and I talked about this in the Majora's Mask one as well. I think that the NPCs in this are fantastic. Like they have some really good characterizations, and you get a good idea of who they are and what they what they want. Um, like the whole like Pippet, uh, Crane, Cowlin um, love triangle thing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so good because uh, you you give him or Cowlin gives you the letter, and he's like, "Go give it to Crane." And she's like, "I don't know. I, I could do this, but I don't really want to." And then like. Callan comes and asks her on a date, and she's thinking about it. And then Pippa's like, "Wait, just a ding dong minute! <laughs> you should go out with me, cause I like you." And she's like Pippa the whole time, so she's like, "Yes, yes, yes." And like that's so cute, and it's like super ridiculous high school stuff in like this night academy. <laughs> Which I mean, totally fits there. It does. It's perfect. I love it, and like. You have the whole thing with Pippet's mom that I was talking about beforehand that, like, it's really tragic because Pippet's mom doesn't do anything. And he's like, wow, my house is dirty. This is weird. And then, like, you go and Gus bellows it and she gives you money. And then if you go by his house late at night, he's like, mom, that was for bread. I gave you the money for bread. Why'd you pay somebody? I was like, I just want to give him the money back. <laughs> oh, no. And then, like, you have the the guy... In the potion store that like his wife is the the potion lady and she uh doesn't really take care of their baby and he has the baby on his back and is always crying and eventually you give the the rattle back because the dad hasn't slept in like months and he gives the baby the rattle and he's like oh he can sleep again now i can sleep finally <laughs> and like for the rest of the game the baby stops crying it's really cool um and uh, one of the funniest side quests is the one with uh, the item shop girl, the like check girl, mm-hmm. uh, where she like falls in love with Link as he's like trying to check in and out items. It's true. And you have the whole like side quest of like finding her dad. And he's like, man, some nasty fellow's been hanging around her, and you know you got to get rid of him. You got to do something about it. And it turns out it's you the whole time, and. He was like, you know, I, I only think about you as the item check girl. I don't I don't really have feelings for you or anything. And then she's like, it's fine. It's fine. 
I'm beautiful and I'll get over you. I will get more beautiful as I get over you. You must deal with that now. It's so good. I love it. Like to have that level of self-confidence, man. Um, But, you know, there's just so many fun characters. And then like you have the, the guy in the night Academy, who's like one of the teachers who's, obsessed with like botany and at one point he just becomes friends with a little like kiwi looking guy and he's like is this a animal or is it a plant i don't know but i like it (laughs) um so there's just like a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. and i I like it a lot um and i like that you can just go around and help people I, i i find that fun I do that a lot in many games. <laughs> uh, you have like the the little monster guy at the bottom that you can turn him from. He wants to become a human, so you give him gratitude crystals, which is weird. Like you secrete gratitude somehow, and it crystallizes. Um, and you give him to him, and he eventually can become human, and he looks the exact same except for has different skin color, and his horns become hair. Um, one of the biggest revelations of this game is Beetle. Because Beetle has his, like, regular, like, weird, folksy yeah, voice. Weird accent. And then, like, you sleep in his bed, and then, like, he, he carts you over to his island, and then he talks with, like, a weird, fancy British accent. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, that's a revelation. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I gotta keep up that persona for the business, but this is how I actually talk. You find that with, like, multiple people. Yeah. Because, like, he's one, and then, like, the um, the guy in the bazaar, who just, like, is, like, the, the normal salesman, who, like, sells you oh. seals and stuff. He's, like, super, like, hi- hyper, and, like, when you go to his house at night, he's just like, yeah, what's up? Well, you thought <laughs> I would be real hyper here, too? I gotta do that to make money. So let me relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, The fortune teller also terrifies me because of his eyes. His <laughs> eyes freak me out. Yeah. Uh, but there's just like so many good characters, and they they all have really nice bird names. I can't make bird sounds. Um, although I have learned that you do not like Fledge. He's a jerk. He tries so hard. He could have tried better. He just realized that he couldn't even lift a barrel, and Link could. So he's like, "I need to lift barrels." Well, he can lift p- pumpkins now. Mm, and fling them. And uh, as Link, you can also destroy a very fancy chandelier and have to work to pay it off. True. Uh, also, the worst thing that is in this game, you would argue the pumpkin game, I would argue Fun Fun Island is terrible. I just got lucky enough to where I beat it like the third or fourth time I was doing it and got it, and then like I wasted a lot of money trying to do it again and failed all, every time. I hate Fun Fun Island so much. And that guy creeps me out because I have a fear of clowns. <laughs> and he's kind of clownish looking. Mm. And I'm like, who's... Um, but yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that. And then you have the like Goddess Cube side quest. So there's a lot to do around like Skyloft in and of itself, which is kind of cool. Um, also, the music's fantastic. <laughs> Big shocker. Yeah. Uh, one of the most creative things is the fact that uh, Ballad of the Goddess is just Zelda's lullaby backwards. That's genius. 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 Um, 
Link somehow got really good at playing the harp, and I couldn't do that. Did but... he? I mean, he tried. <laughs> like, my version was just like, I'm just going <laughs> to... Well, I mean, you had to do some, like, decent stuff to get past the five sections. Well, just strumming time. Like, I could do that. And you had to get past it with uh, the um, pumpkin Look, girl. Look, they did not say I got a, I did a, I did great there, so. <laughs> They're like, look, but, you did bad the first time, and then, like, the second time was passable, so we're just going to let you have this. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I, I love this game. I really love this game. Like, yeah, there are flaws in it. Um, and to be honest, I, I haven't played a Zelda game that doesn't have flaws. Right. But I think it's a really good game. I think that it's a game that people unfairly give a bad rap to. And um, it's beautiful. The music's great. The story's a lot of fun and, like, really important to the series. And I friggin' love it. I just want these two to be happy. That's all I care about. Let them kiss. Yeah, I would I would agree. Like I think it's a it's a really good game. Like like you said, I think it has flaws. Like it's by no means perfect. But I think also at the same time, like I'm glad they took this different direction with this game and went further with it with Breath of the Wild. But like mm-hmm. we were talking about this uh, yesterday, like if they had gone like like kind of like pivoted back towards the, like the Ocarina formula for like whatever Breath of the Wild would have been, like I that would have been like an incredible disappointment. Yeah, because, I mean, Skyward Sword was an actual pivot away from that formula. And people say, like, oh, you know, it's still linear and it's still dungeons and all. But it's not the same thing as all the other ones have been where it's like, okay, you do three first and then you go to a different area and then you do the other dungeons. Like, there aren't, there's not that much, like, geographic uh, variety, but you're not doing the exact same stuff, like, as you do in Ocarina and just every iteration since. Yeah, I think it still kind of has, like, the foundation of those games. Yeah. What's inside is different. But, like, obviously with Breath of the Wild, like, they level that foundation and change it completely. But, yeah, mm-hmm. like, this is the... Um... This was the start of them realizing, mm-hmm. like, hey, let's break some some traditions here. Yeah. Let's, let's try something new. And then, like, they took it a step further with Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, I think both games are fantastic in and of themselves, but um, without Skyward Sword, I'm not sure we would have had Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I would agree, I would agree with you. Completely. Yay! And it's got my two favorite Zeldas ever. Zelda 1 and Zelda 2. No. <laughs> I meant the girl. I know, I know. They're, they have so much characterization and personality. They do. Also, they're feisty, both of them. I like feisty and sassy people. <laughs> Skyward Sword's a good game, guys. It's the final word. N- Nintendo make an HD version. They should make an HD version. Please make an HD version. It's all I need out of life. <laughs> and a job. That, but yeah. mainly... mainly HD Sky Resort. There you go. Do it, you cowards. Yeah. Is there anything else I need to talk about? Is there anything else you need to talk about? I don't think so. Link got pants in this one. I feel like we ran the gambit of everything we wanted to talk about. Unless I'm just completely forgetting stuff. I have two figurines from this. I have the Figma and I have like an actual stand-up figurine. 
and the uh, actually amiibo. I have three. I have the giant. I have the giant one too, and the amiibo. So I have way more than what I was thinking I had. <laughs> Whoops. Way to go. Yeah, and I have another figurine that's smaller. I have a lot of Skyward Sword figurines. Who knew? Who would have thought? Huh. Hmm. Skyward Sword's great, guys. You should play it. Well, there you go. There you go. That's the definitive you know, go- the definitive word on Skyward. And now I'm going to harass you to read that fanfic until you finish it. <laughs> now I don't have to play another Legend of Zelda game ever again. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Better be kidding. You still got to play uh, Link Between Worlds. Yeah, I got to play. A, there's still a butt ton of handheld games to play. Mm-hmm. Minish Cap. Yeah. If I can find a version of that to, that plays. Because the last time I tried to play it, like, the save system didn't work for me. Right. But I think that's just because we'll fi- of how we'll I was going. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, anyways, though, that's going to gonna wrap this episode up then. Yep. We've gone to the Skyward. We have sorted and legended and Zelda well if you would like more from us go to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool it's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like the seasonalanime checkup and Jared and I watch and you can find columns and reviews on the site as well if you'd like more from Anladium go to Anladium.com she has columns and reviews as well you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash anime checkup it's where twitter happens and you can support our podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. If you would like to give us a buck, be like, yo, your podcast is is a podcast. It's a good podcast. It is a podcast where cool people hang out. Yeah. Uh, next week, we will do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. <laughs> there are ideas on the table. It's true. Uh, so until then, like, I don't know, play Skyward Sword if you can, if you can. Yeah, play Skyward Sword. Because it is only on the Wii and Wii U, so it is a little bit harder, but if you can, play it. Check that. It's sh- worth it. Check, 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 check it out. It's worth it. It's so good.